caught it. Are you happy? Twelfth time is the charm. I know. We're satisfied now. With all my headphones. Poured. Producer can't do the headphones. Hey, I'm trying. I'm trying. Give me a break. (laughs) I'm decorating. Did you get new stickers? I did. I got a whole pack. I have more on my desk if you ever need any. I got them so I can put them on our Christmas cards to send to people. I love putting a sticker on the back. Are you going to send them out to Patreon supporters? I will. There's only 18 in the pack, though. Mm. And it was the last one they had. They're from... Is it a Christmas story with Ralphie and the yes, BB sir. gun? They're from that. Oh, it says, nice. oh, fudge, it's Christmas. I have a t-shirt that I bought at the house in Cleveland that they made that movie from. And it has Ralphie on it, sticking Aww. his tongue on the flagpole. And it says, oh, fudge. I have a love-hate relationship with that movie. I, re- I don't watch it because I don't like it. And the main reason I don't like it is because that is the scariest Santa mm-hmm. Claus I have ever seen. The meanest, scariest Santa. He used to frighten me, but I do love the mom, and I wanted that bunny costume. I've only seen it a couple times. I don't know that I've watched it all the way through. Those parents are having alcoholic beverages at like five in the morning on Christmas mm-hmm. morning. The kids are opening their presents, and if you watch the parents, they're sitting there with a glass of brandy or something. <laughs> well, if you had kids, you'd want a glass of I know, brandy, no. too, on Christmas morning when they wake you up at 4 a.m. We used to. We'd wake up so early. Not we'd... brandy, Josh. No, no, no. Wake up early. We'd go in there, our mom. Mom, is it time to wake up yet? Mm-hmm. I'll go back to sleep. Right. Take this NyQuil. Go back to sleep. <laughs> you got a cough. Here you go. Right. Got dead bodies on my screen. <laughs> I looked down. I didn't pull up my notes. I was researching earlier, and I had a dead torso. Oh, you guys! I saw what that. What crap is that? I Shame. have a secret. I don't like. I it know when how secrets. you guys don't like secrets. It's because your secrets are never any good. <laughs> I have a male dancer. For you both. Yay. No, I'm just kidding. But did you guys know that today, for this episode, it is going to be our one-year anniversary? Oh, really? Oh, that's cool. What a year. I got you guys a gift. You did. It is not a male stripper. Damn. It's not a male dancer. I I looked at the door, too, like... Oh, happy birthday. Josh, you can open yours first. <laughs> I feel bad I did not get you anything. Oh, it's okay. Oh, it's perfect. He got me underwear. A BVD. It says BVDs. <laughs> I love it. Keeps it shaved. <laughs> Breathable. Oh. Stay in place legs. In memory of our grandmother and her BVDs. Established in 1876. I know. I happened to come across those, and I was like, oh my God, that would be a great gift for Josh. <laughs> Wicks away moisture. There's one more thing in that bag, though, oh. for you. Oh. You will never, ever be as entertained by us as us. Mm-hmm. Ain't that the truth? Yeah, it's a oh, little mirror. It. It's like a little oh, hand. Cute. 
cute. You know me so well. I know. Mm -hmm. I am my favorite thing to look at. (laughs) 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 I am. You remember there was a Pizza King in Newcastle when we would go camping. We'd go out to eat there and along the walls was a mirror. Oh, yeah. And Grandma would always make me sit on the end. She's like, well, you eat and quit staring at yourself. Right. You know what restaurant that is over there now by the little road that you turn off to get to the campground now? Uh-uh. What's that restaurant called, Kim? I don't even know what you're talking about. Oh, it's the. it sounds so dirty. It's, um... Oh, oh my gosh, hold on. Were you talking about Newcastle? Yeah. We pass it all the time on the way into Newcastle. Do you know how long it's been since we've been to Newcastle? <laughs> oh, we, we make comments on it all the time because they have those wiener dogs. Yeah, when we go. Oh, oh. Uh, Weenie World. Weenie World. Yeah, Weenie yeah. World. Yeah, they have those like huge foot long wieners. Yeah. And you, you have, have to, to order, order it like yeah, that. Yeah, you have to order You have to order a wiener. Give me a yeah. foot long wiener, please. Or yeah. Two I've never, six inch wieners. I've yeah. never seen somebody so excited about underwear. It's BVDs. Well, they're much too, like, I don't wear boxer briefs. And he's but... going, <laughs> they didn't have anything else, Josh, I'm sorry. BVD G-strings. <laughs> but, but now you're going to have the whole jingle that I sang in your head now. I'll sleep in these over my much go. smaller underwear. <laughs> oh, that's not look bad. We have an, uh, an authentic pair of, of BVDs. BVDs. Are oh, those, no. those aren't cotton, are they? No. No, they're Where like... Where did you get those at? My son-in-law only, wants underwear for Yeah, Christmas. they're real nice. They're like sweat enhancing or whatever. Not enhancing, Lord. Not sponsored. They're breathable. Did you get them on Amazon? I think so. Yeah. Polyester and Modal and spandex. <laughs> those look really nice. He yeah, doesn't like really cotton. Nice. Yeah, they're real nice. Okay, Kim, are you ready for your mm. gift? No, because it's, I'm sure it's not going to be anything good. You don't think that you're going to have some BVDs? You want to feel my BVDs, baby? <laughs> They're soft. <laughs> feel them before I get my stank Ooh. on them. Ooh. They are, they are real nice, aren't yeah, they? They are. I like them. You want some of his BVDs? No. No, you don't. He doesn't want you to have them either. <laughs> All right. Hold on. I'll, I'll get the bag. You. Kim. Hold on. Oh, happy birthday, Mystery Inc. I'm so excited. I know it's not good. I know. <laughs> oh, you turned your light oh. off. Can't have nothing nice. I know. Okay. Here you go, Kim. All right. <laughs> I knew it wasn't going to be good. <laughs> I'm so excited. Do you know what it is? Not at all, but I know it's not good. It's a gift, too. You got to have it. If he got me underwear, I can only imagine. What do you think it is, Josh? Something that takes batteries (laughs) and maybe personally massages. (laughs) Or something that's edible, but you wear. Well... Crotchless. Oh, perfect. <laughs> I love it. You should never have done a deal with the devil, Kim. I almost got her one for Christmas, oh, so I'm glad I'm I did glad not. I'm glad you didn't. Thanks, I think. <laughs> She's like, I'll keep that at the office till we need it. 
Exactly. No, you got to bring it home. It's a gift, Kim. I know it's a gift from that, my heart that I to your love heart. very much, and I'm going to keep it at the office that <laughs> I love it so much. You got to bring it home for when we get. We need nine more. When we get home to join our Patreon. When when I need it at home, I'll take it home. I'm going to wear Actually, something Actually, I, I know exactly what I'm going to do with it, too. What are you going to do with it? I'm going to set it behind me so you can see it. I have an yeah. idea of what you can do with it. Hey, Kim now. Did, Kim did decide, because, you know, she's the gatekeeper for this deal that she's dealt. <laughs> yes. She did she decide that if Patreons upgrade to the next tier, that she'll count that towards the 10. Oh. So someone upgraded right as the episode was going out. It was your mother. <laughs> <laughs> she didn't know that before I asked her if that would be an okay oh, thing. I love it. Yeah. Thanks yeah. a lot. Yeah. Thanks a lot, Mom. Yeah. Thanks. So this episode will be our one year birthday. That is so cool. And so I not only have gifts for you guys, but there are some other surprises. Some other surprises. In store for this unusual episode. Oh, I heavens. love the little people, the little things back yeah. there. Those well, are we'll so get to cute. That. We'll get to it. Those are Kim's friends. So, I have questions for all three of us. Okay. I plead the fifth. And I'll start with Josh. So, for our one-year anniversary, we started the show a year ago. I want to know from you, what does the show mean for you? (sighs) Mysteries. (laughs) (laughs) And that's it. A man of little words, people. That doesn't describe Josh. No one's ever said that he is a man of little word. For me, well, for one, it's no mystery that I'm very introverted, Uh, although I may not appear that way. And so for me, it's been a way for us to, I feel like, get closer, but also share our good relationship with a lot of people. The thing that means the most to me I, for now is that we get to share our grandma and mm. her stories. I mean, I even, I joked about Sean Connery and <laughs> how he, right. you know, would say shit fire and save the matches. And I just, I love that grandma's stories mm. are now heard by people all around the world. So even though she's gone, there's still pieces of her that will always remain. Right. Uh, I'll go and then I'll let Kim go. So I think for me, Josh and I started this show as just a fun little side project. Yeah. And we just thought it would just be fun just to record us talking about conversations that we normally already have, like a fun mystery that we just randomly went down a rabbit hole when we found while we were looking up a different history story or a different What if there was just a mic in the room while we're talking? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And what it turned into was... Sometimes we would mention a side story, which we get on those a lot when we talk in person, and we would talk about a story about our grandma or growing up, and then we hear from people when they listen how much those stories mean to them. And so, although our grandma died shortly before we started the show, yeah, it's like she's been able to live beyond the show. So it's been really cool because also her death was really painful for both of us. And after she died, Josh and I didn't talk about her much Mm -hmm. because of the pain that you felt when you brought her memory up. 
just even good, like all yeah. the good ones that just and hurt even too much. and even we had this conversation earlier this year how you didn't want to have Thanksgiving again this year because right. of not having her. I I almost cried at lunch because we. Kim and I just got back from lunch, oh, and God, on I'm the... glad I wasn't the only one. Well, I had a I had a moment at lunch too <laughs> that I was thinking, oh my God. <laughs> I had the salad bar, and they had cherry delight on uh, the salad bar, that cherry cheesecake dessert, and I have not had it since Grandma made oh, it, yeah, and for that. that reason, like I just I haven't been able to. And mm-hmm. I had it, and I was like, I'm gonna eat that because it looks good, and it's right. almost thing. You know, we're recording early, but it's almost Thanksgiving, and you know, I was like, I got it. But as soon as I tasted it, I was like, oh, God. <laughs> I even ha- haven't even had canned cherries. A spoonful of emotions. Right? I was <laughs> like, keep it together. <laughs> <laughs> but what's been great about the show is initially we had no intention of ever bringing Grandma up. No. It was just going to be us talking about these stories that we came across. But Unintentionally, we've been able to work through her memory and, like, remember those good times and, like, work through that. So, in a way, it's been therapeutic for us. Exactly. And, I mean, now we even have her picture next to us. We did have it in a cabinet. I know. On the top. She's like, I can't look. Even at my house, after she died, I didn't want to see a picture of her because it just brought too much memories and emotions. So, it's just... Like, how far have we gotten in a year, you know? That's kind of the way grief goes. It's going to go two ways. Either you don't, like you guys, you didn't want to talk about her. You didn't want to see pictures of her or whatever. I was on the other spectrum where I wanted all of the pictures. I wanted everything around me. Sure. And because she had a closed casket, Amber had a closed casket, I wasn't able to see her. Mm -hmm. And so the pictures... Or what I remember, I didn't have the closure oh, right. of seeing her in her casket. So, but yeah, I get it. Yeah. It goes either two ways. And then when we started the show, it was just Josh and I. And of course, Kim would edit us sometimes. And we don't really need much edit, guys. We're really perfect Flawless. the way we are. <laughs> that is and a lie. Don't even, Kim. I'll show them picture of your BVDs. Whatever. But anyway, so... Grab that pink pair. In the I know. <laughs> yeah, we have a prank pair of, of underwear that's uh, huge. See, when you got that, that's what I thought he was going to pull out. Oh, I was going to pull out funny. of that. I thought I was going to get those great big underwear. Oh, yeah. They're huge. But anyway, so one day Kim was at the studio when Josh and I were going to record. And I just decided I was just going to pull you in. And make you come in and record with us out of the she blue. She was thrilled. I know. She was absolutely thrilled. I was like, I, what? No. Because uh-huh. yeah. no? you've never recorded a podcast. Mm-hmm. And you have been with me when I've recorded people for oh, yeah. hometown history, mm-hmm. foul play. Interviews. Yeah. I've set up for the interviews. Yeah. Tore down. Yeah. I, yeah. I know all of the back stuff, but I've never been in front of. Yeah. The mic. You've never yeah. been at the mic. So you were really hesitant to join us, yeah, I, and but it ended up turning into a really good episode because you were able to talk about Amber, and mm-hmm. kind of in the same way that Josh and I talk about our grandma, you were able to talk about Amber, and you, I noticed that you do that a lot during our episodes. You bring her I memory I always up. bring her memory Yeah. Up. Something always reminds me of her. So tell always. us what the show means to you. 
so since I was a latecomer and was very hesitant of coming on, I'm really surprised at the first time that I did it, it was okay. But then when we did our tea thing, I realized this is a lot of fun. Mm. Oh, yeah. Because not only we're sharing stories of other things, we get to share stories of our lives right. and the people that we've lost and loved. And it's just a fun time. Yeah. And so there for a while, because I wasn't on it for a while, I was like, I wonder if they're going to have me come back on. I really, <laughs> I really, wanna, <laughs> I really, really want to do this. Let's go back on. So once I started coming on regularly – because I do work from home, I live an hour and a half from the office. It is a way for me to get out of the house. It's a way for me to come up and hang out with two of my best friends. Mm-hmm. And ladies who lunch. Yes, ladies who lunch. <laughs> I have to go out for lunch. And and I, it actually means a lot more than what I expected it to. Yeah. Good. And I'm actually getting some fans. I know. Yeah. I told I told Emily the other day, your mom has some fans. And she's like, oh, mom. <laughs> <laughs> You hush. Speaking, Ain't nobody likes you, Mom. Speaking no. of producer Kim, now you did remember to push record on the computer. I, yep. Mm-hmm. yep. Okay. Well, I didn't want us to get halfway through this and then all Wrap of a sudden the you're underwear like, back up. <laughs> <laughs> Act surprised again when I <laughs> cling the bell, right. guys. Remember what you said. <laughs> I do like that bell. That's a nice bell. Yeah, isn't it so loud? I didn't expect it to be that loud when I cleaned it. It, it looks cool like it's looking? really heavy. It's decently heavy, it's yeah, stout. when you lift it up. Yeah. What's on the handle of it? Does it have a, a figure or something It's on pure it? gold. No, I'm just kidding. It's not. I was but like, boy, come on. <laughs> <laughs> it's made from the souls of my enemies. <laughs> so I want to mention, I know that we all love good themes on our show. And I thought for our one-year anniversary birthday, whatever we want to call it, that it will be fun to not only add a new game for our listeners, which we play the games on our Unmasked episode, our bonus episode. Not only did I think of a new game that we can play, great, but I thought, Shane, not only do you need to come up with a name for this new game that you've invented, but we also need some new theme names for the ones that you already have. Because we have, of course, Unmask the Imposter, Mm -hmm. which is where we guess who is lying about who knows what friend. But you know the game that we play on who can win at not laughing at dad jokes? Mm -hmm. Okay, so here's what I came up with. The Giggle Ghouls Challenge. Oh, heavens. Yeah, I know. You know what a ghoul is, right? From yeah. Scooby-Doo. Yeah. The Giggle Ghouls Challenge. Well, Kim isn't very good at that game, clearly, because she's laughing at the title. Excuse me. I won the last time. Josh was the one that lost. Although I'm the one Did getting you? the votes. I know. You got, oh. we'll get there. We'll get there. You got half the votes. Y'all know who to put your money on. Mm-hmm. I know. I don't lose when I play. And I like that neither <laughs> of you Mario asked Kart. me why I put that poll in there. Oh, but I knew we were going to be playing some kind of game. Yeah, we'll get to that in a minute. <laughs> so, the new game that I have come up with in my new theme, because we like themes on the show. Pray for us. I know. Mm-hmm. It is called, <laughs> you're like this kid. Are you ready? (laughs) 
It's called, I can't even watch oh my this God. title. It's called Fred's Frisky Phrases. <laughs> and the idea is we will give naughty clues to innocent words, and you have to guess what word it is. Oh, yes, please. God. Yes. Right Fred's up my alley. Yeah. Frisky, frisky phrases. phrases. Josh frisky is going to win Fred's Frisky Phrases. Yep. So I talk all day, every yes. day. <laughs> so again, we play the games in the Unmasked bonus episode. Okay. So I also have three new games that I'm working on. Three new ones. Kim needs a, a segment. We need a namesake. Well, I told her to come up with a new game, but Lord, she's still working. She's like dial up. Ding. Excuse me. I'm how many episodes behind now? Plus also foul play and hometown history. And I'm episodes behind on that. You know what I hear, Shane? Excuses. excuses. Oh. That's all I hear. <laughs> excuses. You two are definitely excuses, related. <laughs> we, we even looked at each other. Excuse <laughs> It's F. a good thing we didn't have a third sibling. They would have had no no chance. No. And sometimes when we play games, we also will give prizes to Patreons. Oh, good. Okay? And I also have a fun little new wheel that we'll be using Ooh. sometimes. And the new wheel, its name is the Scooby Snack Spinoff. Isn't that so fun? I love it. I know. Wheel. I'm, I've thought a long time on these names, guys. You were just sitting there thinking the other day at Wheel of Fortune. Why do you think you? I can't go to lunch with you guys? Because I'm too busy coming up with names for these games and these wheels. And I can't even figure that out because I spend too much time editing. I thought of Because a, somebody in this room is not perfect. I thought you. of a quick a little segment we could give Kim. If any of our listeners ever spots Kim's face... <laughs> When we make her laugh so hard that she pees, we'll see your prize. Just hit us up on... You know, it would be a good drinking game if every time you hear Kim laugh, just <laughs> suck one back a I little bit. I think we should do that. Do what um, Office Shane suggested. Mm. What's that? You don't remember? No. Well, I can't tell you because they're going to know. Okay. Anyway. Interesting, Kim. Yeah. Tell us more. Right. <laughs> okay, so guys, I have two additional surprises in store. The first, I came up with a name for the bell, but there's a little bit more that I came up oh. with behind this bell. So the bell is going to be a permanent fixture of the show. Are you ready? Oh. So I, <laughs> I know how much we love surprises, Josh. When Shane brainstorms, it goes either. I know. It's either. I'm telling you. It's usually not good. All right. So the bell, we're calling the bell Velma's Veto Bell. And the idea. <laughs> <laughs> Is that how you do it? <laughs> <laughs> well, what's funny is I'm like, oh my god, this is what people must feel like when I, because I, you know, I'm like, you know, I've been thinking of, oh god. <laughs> so tell us how it works, Shane. <laughs> I would love to teach <laughs> okay, so the idea. Is, you know, sometimes when we go down the rabbit hole on one of our mysteries, 
I think there is no way that I'm going to fit this in my mystery Inc. episode because we will not get through that mystery in time for Josh to have his mystery. Okay. So I can't cover it. So then I thought, well, with Velma's veto bell, then I can cover it. Basically, Velma's you take veto bell. You take over the episode. The whole show. You oh, take over the whole okay. show. The whole show. All right. Yeah. But the idea is, though, you just have to be the first person that does it. And then you just get the mystery for the episode. Oh, okay. So because I did it today, Josh, you don't get to have a mystery in this episode. You're taking today okay. off, Josh. Save it for next week. You are on PTO. That is fine by me. <laughs> <laughs> so I found a super duper mystery. Where's my joke? And I wanted to share it with you guys. So I'm, I'll get to that mystery here in a bit. Are you but ring the bell? It's a really good. I did. Oh, I did. Okay. When, I, when I brought it out here okay. to tell you guys about the birthday thing, I rang Well, the bell. that was cheating. You do it before you even tell us what Listen, it is. He sat in the front seat. Every time we went anywhere, because he would, you called like indefinite shotgun. Yeah. If you would have grown up with us, Kim, you'd know that Shane makes the rules. This is exactly why I don't play cards with Shane. (laughs) I've never played cards with you. That is a lie. We play, we, we, no, that is not, that is a lie. We tried to play Go Fish one time and you freaking cheated through the whole thing and I've never done it again. That's because I hate Go Fish and I told you I did not want to play Go Fish and if you made me play Go Fish, it wouldn't be a long game. I do the same thing with Monopoly because I hate Monopoly, it lasts too long. Too long. And the Boring. Only, yeah, the only way you can get it to go quicker is if you cheat. Yeah. Oh, look, suddenly I own all the property. Bada bing, bada boom. Or I get rid of all my property, then I don't have to play anymore. I used to hate it growing up, but now I am a really good checker player. I can, uh, <laughs> I hardly ever lose. Because I had to, I had to learn against him with all his made yeah, up with rules. His cheating. <laughs> But now I'm really good at checkers. Thank you, Shane. You're welcome. <laughs> Can't play chess for crap, but <laughs> I also thought, guys. So you know, we have. You mean it's not over yet? <laughs> <laughs> you know when I when I have ideas. You, you know, just I've get been on a thinking. run, don't you? I've been thinking. You know, every that. time I say that, I'll say, "Hey, you know, I've been thinking." It's like, no, no, uh, no, no, forget it. Mm-mm. It's because thank less. <laughs> right. Okay, so I thought after I do my mystery for today, we should give our listeners an idea of what our games are like. So I thought it would be fun to play one of our games in our main episode. Oh, okay. And that's why I did the poll, because we are going to play the Giggle Ghouls Challenge. Who can win at the dad jokes? Okay. At the end of the episode today. And whoever wins at the game, basically you win by the person who laughs the least. That's why I did the poll in Patreon, because they all voted on who they think is going to win. And the winners, if they voted for the right host, we are going to send them these Scooby-Doo characters. They were so Aren't cute. they so cute? Like they are so plastic. stinking cute. Yeah. There's, so cute. And the best part about this is... Do we really have to give them away? Cause I, I know. Won. I was hoping yeah. these would stay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But listen, we can... You give we, them we good can, homes. We can, find, we can get some more. We can get some more. Don't worry. But listen, 
The best part for me is that the Patreons who get these, they have no idea what they're winning. They'll have it before they <laughs> before they even listen. I love it. So I'm going to send these out <laughs> after today's episode, and they're going to get these in the next couple days. This one Wait might a be a little scary to who's, get the mail. Who's going <laughs> to send them out? A detective came and knocked on the door, and I said, is it Renee? And he just gave me that solemn look. It was the worst day ever. The Proof Podcast is back with a new case and a new season. 23 years ago, 18-year-old Renee Ramos went missing. Her body was later found in an empty Home Depot building on the edge of town. I don't think that they arrested the right people. It's about time somebody's trying to do something. She had a black eye about two weeks before she was murdered. They are involved. They definitely had her body and her backpack. You know people are going to judge you, right? Of course. They're judging me now. They've been judging me damn near my whole life. You can listen now to season two of Proof, wherever you get your podcasts. And follow along with us as we reinvestigate the murder at the warehouse. I have to ask, did you kill Renee? American Criminal is a new true crime podcast from the studio behind American Scandal and American History Tellers. Every week, you'll fall deeper into the riveting stories of the country's most clever, craven, and cruel criminals. Fraud, theft, murder, and worse. Whatever the case, whoever the criminal, you don't know the whole story until now. The debut season tackles one of the most sensational cases of the 20th century, the Menendez murders. In 1989, young Lyle and Eric Menendez brutally shot their own parents. Prosecutors and the press said it was a multi-million dollar inheritance that led two greedy rich kids to murder. But the picture-perfect facade this Hollywood family built hid troubling abuse. Could these teenagers have been driven to kill? Or was it even in self-defense? Listen now. Go to AmericanCriminal.com or search for and follow American Criminal wherever you get your podcasts. Someone at this office will send, <laughs> That's listen, exactly. will send them go. out. Producer Kim. <laughs> right. But how funny will it be because those Patreon supporters, they're going to just randomly get mail with a little, you know, greeting from Mystery Inc. team. And they're going to be like, Oh my gosh, I won a prize. And they're not going to have any idea until they listen to this episode how they won. Ooh, I'll put one of those pins in it too. Oh, yeah. We have little mystery ink pins. Yeah. Mm. So you get a little enamel pin. We can make a little goodie bag. We've got some other things that we can stick in there. There you go. We'll put our goodies in your box. But not your BVDs, Josh. Yes, they're my new pajama bottoms. (laughs) But not my BVDs. Not my BVDs. (laughs) Now I can say that. Okay, Josh. So, although I rang the bell, I want your help today. Okay. So, I have a poem for my mystery. And, Kim, I know that you are dying to talk (laughs) about your new boyfriend. Oh, yes! But we will get to that in the Unmasked episode. Okay? In the Unmasked episode, we are going to start by telling you how our Wheel of Fortune adventure went. And we will tell you all about Kim's new little boyfriend. And trust us, it's it, you're, you're going to go on a ride. We're trying to get Kim pregnant. <laughs> well, let's see. I had a complete hysterectomy the first part of September, so I don't think that's going to happen. I don't know. He looked pretty virile. <laughs> <laughs> he did. Stout. <laughs> he looked desperate. <laughs> he okay. said he was. He said he was. Okay, Josh. So, 
I'm going to just give you a little line before you read that. Okay. Okay. Making sure I can pronounce all the words. <laughs> I'll give That's you a second. You never know. You. <laughs> okay. So, for this poem, it is called Queen of the Haunted Dale, and it is from 1894. I can tell by the spelling. Uh-huh. <laughs> Josh, go ahead, if you will. Burn in the witch. I'm just kidding. <laughs> this wet <laughs> the window. <laughs> I'm the throat goat. No. <laughs> Set the scene. <laughs> Mid woodland bowers, grassy dell, by an enchanted murmuring stream. Dwelt pretty, blue-eyed Betsy Bell, sweetly thrilled with love's young dream. Life was like the magic spell that guides a laughing stream. Sunbeams glimmering on her fell, kissed by lunar's silvery gleam. But elfin Fantomas cursed the dell, and sylvan witches all unseen. That don't rhyme. <laughs> no. That don't rhyme. <laughs> well, it was 1894. It threw me, and that's why I was like, this don't rhyme. <laughs> that was a nice, I like that. Yeah. All right. Of course, it would have also made a little bit more sense if I would have included the last two lines of that poem. Oh, yeah. Um, <clears throat> Bees in the trap. So I'll just read that myself, okay? The last two lines of the poem was as our tale will truly tell, wield its scepter or the queen. Or. So that all makes sense, right? So that was my mystery. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> okay. See you so, next week. <clears throat> I want to start by telling you that the mystery I have for today is one of the stories that the Blair Witch Project, you know the movie? Yeah. Is based off of. Ooh. Now, I have to tell you another thing about the Blair Witch Project movie, Okay. So when that movie came out, I'm sure we all have seen it. And we all it It looked bad back then. So (laughs) but before it came out to the movie theater, it was the first time that like it's called like a you know, a found movie or whatever. You know, like the found people really thought it was real. Well, and before people were talking about it, the film was sent to movie theaters. Yeah. Well, before it aired a thing that movie theaters do is they will have an employee watch the film so that they can make sure that the film was put together correctly mm. because, you know, it's on the 35 millimeter film or whatever. This is that behind the scenes stuff. You yeah. Know, you get from well, impl- listen, at the time I was working at the movie theater in Indianapolis in college and the night that I was closing the next day, it was going to be the opening of the show. And so they said, Hey Shane, would you mind previewing a new movie? And I was like, yeah, sure, whatever. So they were going to put that on. I'll never forget it. It was theater number 10, which is oh, the largest God. theater. You had to watch it by yourself. Yeah. But I didn't know what it was. And, and I've said this before in the show. I don't do scary movies or no, horror movies. Right. I had no idea. It's at the Blair Witch Project. And I just thought, okay, whatever. Cool. I, you know, whatever. And so I remember I got a little thing of popcorn 
and I went in and watched it. And it was one o'clock in the morning oh when I went in there by myself. Oh, and I was going to be the only person in the movie theater at that point. <laughs> I can hear you now. So, again, there was no coverage of the show yet because it hadn't aired. It wasn't airing until the next day. So, they had put the film together and I was supposed to be previewing it to make sure it was put together correctly. So, I'm in this big theater by myself. Only person in the movie theater at this point, And I had to lock up when I left. So the movie starts. I'm sitting down there watching the previews. Actual movie starts. And the whole thing starts out because they find, you know, whatever. And I'm sure the people who are watching this know exactly what I'm talking about. But it is the scariest beginning. And I literally threw my phone because <laughs> I thought... That I was watching someone like actually <laughs> oh going through this and it scared the living crap out of me. <laughs> and I didn't know that what I was watching wasn't real. So at some point in time, I literally threw my phone. You were like, no. And I thought, I oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> I was so scared <laughs> because, like, all of the language and content in the movie makes you think that this is just a, like a documentary that they're showing special. Like those paranormal investigation movies. Yeah. And at no point in time did it ever hint that this is not real. The way that it was filmed, <laughs> you would think that it's a documentary. You're like, this is how I die. Yeah. And in the beginning, I just thought, oh my gosh, this is going to be so weird. And then it just kept getting worse and worse and worse. And all of a sudden, I was like, <gasps> and then by the time I got to the ending, I just thought, oh my God, I'm not making it home. And I remember, <laughs> I remember the movie ended and I, I couldn't move. And the worst part is, is like when you preview movies like that, the house lights don't come on after the movie and it's pitch dark in Hell the movie theater. No. I know. <laughs> but normally I would make it out of the movie theater before the ending of the credits and whatever. But I was so distraught and scared and like not sure what I had just seen. Because again, I don't watch scary movies anyway. Yeah, I don't like them. I've never seen it. You Afraid is a lot like the Medea Halloween oh movies. Where, help me, Jesus. Heck <laughs> no. So I remember just like being fixated in my seat. And then all the credits finished. Because I stayed for the credits to like figure out. Because I was hoping and praying that at some point it was going to be like, JK, this is fake. And they killed her and they lived happily. Right. And it nothing. It didn't hint toward any of it being fake. In fact, it just kind of cemented that it was real. <laughs> and I was just like. Oh, oh my god I, I, I can't I, move I couldn't feel my legs I'm surprised you didn't have no. a heart attack I'm surprised I didn't either I don't remember the drive home because I was so terrified white knuckling yeah. well the next day I came back in and you know for the opening of the show and they're like what'd you think and I was just like white face and I was like I don't know that the world will ever be the same after that movie <laughs> like I, I, I just I can't I don't even know how to describe it and then later on, it came out that it was all faked and, you know, it was this new type of film that they were doing. <laughs> and I was like, I feel like I've been lied to. Tricked. Yeah. Trickery. You feel like you've been lied to a lot. <sighs> Kim, you have lots of opinions. Bless him. <laughs> okay. So I just wanted to start with that because when I saw that this was based off that story, I immediately flashed back to me being in that movie theater. <laughs> The devil is alive. I've never watched that movie since then. Like, I've only seen it that one time. But I don't watch scary movies either. But just, oh, I do. Mm -mm. I can't do it. No. I'm surprised you've not seen it then. It just, I don't like those kind. 
I went to the movie theater one time to see a scary movie. It's called April Fool's Day. And I went with the guy I was dating at the time. We were in high school. And there was a group of girls down in front of us. And the movie, I mean, if I watched it today, it would probably look stupid and wouldn't be scary. But every time something scary would happen, those girls would scream, (laughs) which would just intensify (laughs) everything. I was so over it by the time we left that. Oh, my God. <laughs> Did not, was hair. not happy. Right. Okay, guys. So this story is supposed to be the only story in, about the only person in history who was killed by an otherworldly being. Ooh. I know. Which is like how it got me into this huge rabbit hole of this big story. As you can see from my big piece of paper here that I couldn't yeah. just cover. <laughs> Tell me more. Tell me more. <laughs> Calm down. Damn, boy, that's thick. It's a thick boy. Go on. No. <laughs> I'm about to ring that bell again. Okay. So, we're talking about the early 1800s is when this story Ooh. starts. So a man named John Bell, he moved his entire family from North Carolina to the Red River community. I love that with this movie. It's have you seen the movie? Okay. I love it. Okay, so this I've not seen basic. the movie. Oh. oh yeah, so I've not seen the movie because again, I don't do scary movies. To Robertson County, Tennessee. Now, there's a lot of variations of this story. And it's because it's been told for more than 200 years, this story has been told so many times and through different variations. So I like sifted through so much variations of the story to try to find the bare minimum of the base of the story. Because normally there's some truth to the story. And if you can just get past like what has been told, because of course, like if the three of us here have a story and I tell Josh what happened to me today, and then Josh goes to tell Kim what happened to Shane today, that variation changes between people. Telephone. <laughs> yeah. And so what we know is that there is some basis of truth to this story because history tells us through documentation that there is this family and some weird things happen to them. But you just have to sift through the storytelling to figure out what happened. Yeah, don't so, watch the movie. Just have why it'll scare the hell <laughs> out of you. Yeah, it's very good. To- I don't even know what movie you're talking about. Well, I can't remember the name. <laughs> I'm sure you'll remember the name in a minute because I'll get to it. As we delve into the eerie and mysterious tale of the Bell Witch, in this anniversary episode of the Mystery Inc. podcast, it's hard not to think about the comforts of home. And speaking of home comforts, let's talk about HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. With HelloFresh, You get farm-fresh, pre-portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. It's like having a little bit of magic in your kitchen, minus the spooky mysteries. Especially during this busy holiday season, HelloFresh offers a stress-free way to enjoy delicious meals without the hassle of grocery shopping. Imagine whipping up a tasty dinner after a long day of exploring mysteries, all with the ease and convenience that HelloFresh provides. I've been using HelloFresh 
and it truly transforms my mealtimes. Not only do I get to spend less time planning and shopping, but I also get to explore a variety of delicious recipes. My personal favorite? The 15-minute meals that are perfect for my busy schedule. It's like solving a culinary mystery in record time. So if you want to make your meal times less mysterious and more delightful, here's what you should do. Go to HelloFresh.com slash mysteryfree and use code mysteryfree for free breakfast for life. One breakfast item per box while the subscription is active. That's free breakfast for life at HelloFresh.com slash mysteryfree with code mysteryfree. So John Bell moves his entire family from North Carolina to the Red River community in Robertson County, Tennessee. Now, this is present-day Adams, Tennessee. It's northeast of Nashville. This is near Kentucky and the Tennessee line. Now, John Bell, when he gets there, he buys a bunch of land, and he buys a new house for his family. It's a large cabin. And over time, the land that he owns grows to 328 acres, so a lot of land. Rich. I know. (laughs) So a lot of land was cleared for planting fields. They had slaves, and they used these fields for crops. John was also an elder for the Red River Baptist Church, so he was a pretty affluent person in the community. And John and his wife, Lucy Bell, and not just a pretty mm-hmm. little name, Lucy Bell, they ended up having three more children once they moved to Tennessee. So they had a decent-sized family. And up until this point in the story, they had a happy life, a very successful life, a lot of money, a lot of land. They had slaves. That's a pretty big life at that point in time. And then in 1817, John was outside near his cornfield, and he comes across a strange animal. Now, the animal is described as having the body of a dog and a head of a rabbit. I cannot picture the, for the life of me what this dog would look like because accounts describe it as scary looking. So I imagine it as a big dog. You know, we're not talking about a little chihuahua. Right. And just a big dog, but with a rabbit head. I can't picture it. I wonder if it's like a size appropriate rabbit head or like a big dog body. It's like, like what the hell happened here? With a real teeny tiny rabbit yeah. head. And it's like, hello, how are you? <laughs> right. I'm late for an important day. <laughs> hell no. Right. So, of course, John feels like something's weird's going on here. I'd be shooting that thing well, if I and, was him back then. And that's what John decided to do. Yeah. So, John shoots at it several times. But the animal didn't quite seem phased by this. Of course. And it ends up vanishing. So, the animal vanishes. And John thought, you know, that's bizarre. I would probably think a little bit more. Yeah. But John thinks that's bizarre, but he went ahead and carried on throughout his day. But in John's defense, what else would you think to do at that time? If it was me, I probably would get the Baptist church that I was involved yeah, in. there's to a come demon. <laughs> right. Yeah, come on out here. Let's do a revival. Yep. You know, Josh and I, for you listening, we were raised in a Baptist church. 
And that would be my first thought is, okay, guys, we need a Southern revival mm-hmm. out here to get rid of get something. Get the anointing oil. Yeah. We're going to have us a fish fry. And that's probably what our... <laughs> fish, that's probably, I just had fish and chips. <laughs> that's probably what our grandma would say, too. All right, let's come on out here with a uh, big old singing or something, you know. Food makes that, you know, makes everybody oh, yeah. in a good mood. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so, you know, he just thought, okay, well, I'm just going to carry on throughout my day evidently. But of course, we're dealing with the story that's been carried on. So after dinner that evening, his family began hearing beating sounds that was happening from outside of the home on the outside of the wall. Domestic violence is never a joke. Nope. (laughs) Now, the beating sounds were happening, as I mentioned, on the outside of the walls. And what would happen was John and his boys would run outside because they were so determined to find whoever was doing this. They thought someone was pranking them, basically. Mm-hmm. Like someone was trying to make a fool out of them. That's what I think of beating on the outside yeah, of Yeah, like, I know you are not. This mm-hmm. is my wood cabin. I'm getting the bat. Right. Well, they went outside and no one was out there. Every time they'd heard it, they'd run out there. No one was there. Well, you know, again, they can't find a solution for it and they just think well whoever is doing it is getting away before we can get out to find them so over time this increases the beating on the outside of the walls starts to increase it starts getting louder but again they can't find the person or people they think could be doing it and john tells his family hey guys let's not mention this to anyone let's keep this to ourselves And I think in his mind, he thought, and he was so determined, and I think in his mind, he thought, this is someone or people doing this. I want to find out who's doing it, and I don't want to go out and, like, feed the people doing it of, like, thinking that they're scaring us, you know, or anything like that. So that might be one of the reasons for me when I think about why he could be keeping those to himself. It could be that. Doesn't want to give him the satisfaction that it worked. But also, like, if you have something and you can't explain it, maybe there is some, like, you don't want people to think you're crazy. Oh, yeah. Especially back then. Yeah. So that could be another reason why he just tells his family, let's just keep this to ourselves. Let's not tell anyone in the beginning. Mm -hmm. But things start to escalate even further. All of his children were in bed one night. And they hear gnawing. At their bedposts. So the children get up, they go down, and I'm, if I'm sorry, if I heard gnawing at my bedpost, that will be there until I wake up the next morning. Yeah. Like I'm not getting out of my bed and going to go check on that gnawing. Until there's light. Mm -mm. Ain't my problem. No, that's a morning problem. But they were brave enough that they jump off their bed and they go check on it and nothing's there. They don't see evidence of gnawing. They thought at the time, maybe it's rats. Maybe a rat was gnawing on our bedpost. But they don't see anything. I'd rather have ghosts. Right. (laughs) Right. Well, they jump back up on their beds. They get back in bed, get comfortable, and they hear it again. They jump down. They don't see anything anymore. Brave kids. I know. Brave. I was chicken as hell as a kid. Right. I know. I would never. mm -mm. I'd be calling for mom and dad. Come Mm -hmm. check our bed. I'm still a chicken. If I hear hear a noise at night, I'm texting Shane. Well, your snake would take care of rats. I'm dead in the morning. (laughs) Do something. Right. Right. (laughs) So then it escalated even further than this rat 
gnawing business. Then the kids start having their bed covers pulled off them at night. See, that's where, when you waking me up cold. (laughs) And not only that, but their pillows were being tossed on the floor. A demon gonna be slapped. I know. If it... You just wake me up. You think you scary wake me up at night pulling my pillow. We'll show, I'll show you scary. I've seen Josh in the morning. He's pretty scary. <laughs> I've lived with him. We've Anti-Josh. Shared We've shared bedrooms. I know. Okay. So at some point, the Bell family start hearing a slight whispering voice. Now, the voice starts out being too weak to understand. They just kind of hear it, but they can't make out what it's saying. And it's described as someone singing what they think is old hymn music. But things start escalating even further. Their youngest daughter began having her hair pulled, and she starts getting slapped. It gets to the point that it's leaving welts and handprints on her body and on her face. Now, up until this time, John has been having his family keep all of this a secret, just keeping it among themselves. But that changed when things got to a point that he decided to start sharing what was happening to his closest friends and neighbor, James. So James and his wife, they're skeptical, and I would be too. So to help prove that it was nothing, they spend the night at the Bell home. Well, that night... Things started out peaceful, but then they go to their beds for the night, and that's when they start experiencing the terrifying things the family had reported. Covers were ripped off them, and they were being slapped. Well, then Jane jumps up out of bed and calls out, and this is kind of funny because it reminds me of like something our grandma has done. So James jumps up out of bed and calls out to the Lord. And, you know, like demands that mm-hmm. whoever's doing this. You are not welcome here. Uh-huh. And announce who you are. Well, they didn't do that. They didn't announce anything <laughs> and there was no response. So the next morning, James explains to the Bell family that they believe that there's some evil happening here. Something out of the Bible is exactly the devil. What the, mm, the devil is alive. Something evil is happening here. Over time, that faint, weak voice that they hear, it starts to get stronger to the point to where it's very clear what it's saying. It starts to sing hymns. It quotes scripture. And it will hold a conversation. Oh, Burn the house down. <laughs> Just burn it right down. Is it a male voice? It is a female voice. Oh. And. Well, I guess we could be gal pals. That's a good question, Josh. It's a female voice. And at some point in time during this process, they start calling it the Bell Witch, which is probably the movie that you might mm. remember watching. Yeah. yeah the Bell we should Witch. watch it during the. Ouija there board. we go, Kim. When we go to your house, what in the that hell night. is wrong with you two? Set the, the set Bell the tone Witch. for that. No. Yeah. So over time, the faint, weak voice got stronger, and of course, they start at some point referring to her as the Bell Witch. Hey, Bell. Now there's an account of then Major General 
Andrew Jackson, Mm. coming to investigate the Bell Witch. He, of course, will eventually become president. I don't remember seeing this at the Hermitage when we went. No. And Kim and I visited the Hermitage for a hometown history episode, and it was not listed. No, I didn't see it. No. And in 1819, Jackson, I guess, hears of what's happening at the Bell property, and he wants to investigate. Now, there's an odd story that I found of Jackson going to go investigate the house. I don't believe the story is true, but I want to go ahead and mention it here just because of the details. Yeah, I love good lore. Yeah. So what? What is the timeline for um, that and where Johnson would be politically at that time? He was the major attorney general. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I can't see him having enough time to even go do that. Well, I'm going to get to that. Okay. Because. Quit rushing. Quit rushing. Yeah, I know. Kim, oh my gosh, would you just sit and listen? Okay. The large landowner. (laughs) Right. And he's living in Nashville, which is just south. Of this, skip of this and area. jump away. And I'm going to tell you, Kim, he also, it's believed he owned property in this small town, too. Dun, dun, dun. So I'll get to that later, though. Okay. But there's an odd story of his trip to the house. Now, I personally think that it is credible that he did go to the house. What I think is a little questionable is this story of what happens on the way to the house. A lot of the story of the Bell Witch gets embellished over time, I think. And so this story is one of those stories that I think got a little embellished. Mm -hmm. But it's really hard to tell because it's all very weird scenarios. But I'm all about telling the story, so this is the story. So Jackson and his group were on the way to the home. When their wagon gets stuck... And after a while, they realize that the horses aren't able to pull the wagon out from this muddy creek bed. So Jackson makes this off-the-wall comment about how this must be that bell witch preventing them from coming. Well, then suddenly they hear this voice tell them, you can continue now. And the wagon suddenly releases from the mud. But once they arrive at the bell home, Many hours pass, and nothing seems to happen. One of the men, who supposedly was a, quote, witch hunter, thought it was because he has a silver bullet in his pistol. Well, as he mentions this, suddenly he screams, and his body begins to jerk, and he starts complaining that he's being struck with pins, and he's being beaten. He then gets kicked really hard, and he had to hurry out of the house. So he leaves. And that's the account of Jackson visiting the home. So what happens next is, over time, the voice constantly vows that it's going to kill John Bell. The family report to hear it. Even it's reported that the slaves, that the Bells owned on the property reported hearing it as well. One thing that I did notice in all of the stories of the Bell Witch, you almost never hear about the slaves. 
And I kind of recognize when you hear about any story from that time period, they kind of leave out the people who own slaves. Like mm-hmm, anytime mm-hmm. it has this, these lore subjects. And I don't know if it's because like over time when people owning people fell out of popularity, they kind of like didn't want that to be part of the story. And so they thought, well, we'll leave that out of the story. Or they didn't record that part because they saw them as lesser people. Yes. So I'm not sure which one that is, but either way. Yeah, I don't don't ever recall hearing it either. Yeah. Either way, I thought it was really interesting that it's really hard to even find that he owned slaves. When I saw that he owned so much land and he had crops, I was like, well, in that area of Tennessee, he probably had slaves because Jackson owned a bunch of slaves. And so I did a lot of digging and I found, oh, yeah, Bells has slaves. Yeah, in the movie, it just kind of makes it seem like it just focuses on like the house, really. Mm -hmm. And they don't like it, just seems like the house is in the middle of the woods. Like he doesn't have that much land and all that jazz. Yeah. So that's interesting. Is Mm -hmm. the house still standing? Kim, I swear if you let me get to that part. Listen. But no, the house is not standing. But there is a cave you can go visit today. That's on my bucket list. It's supposed to be a haunted cave that you can go visit. We'll go park there. I'll go in if you guys just wait. If outside. we get I'll wait a, outside, a, a future a future challenge that we can do for a, a future Patreon thing, maybe we'll go visit the cave and we'll leave Kim there. <laughs> no, we can tie a piece <laughs> of yarn to my belt loop and I'll go in it. Oh my gosh! We'll see how far I can make it. Do you it remember alone. when our grandma used to? And our grandma and our mom used to bring us to like a little amusement parks, and they would make us wear those little leashes. Yes, I oh liked mine. <laughs> I felt I, I felt mine. safe. <laughs> well, I I get it because uh, I remember thinking how fun it was to run away from mom and how scared she oh, get, yeah. and just how funny it was to watch her struggle to find me in the middle of that roundabout of clothes. Oh, yeah. So no, I I get I get why I liked it though. I felt safe. Okay, so back to the story. So the voice constantly vows that it's going to kill John Bell. That voice, just a little side note, is probably one of them slaves having enough of Mr. Right. John Bell. Some mm-hmm. voodoo magic, baby. Right. So John started to experience a lot of twitching in his face, and he started to have trouble swallowing, and that grew worse over time and over the years. By the fall of 1820, John was in such bad shape that he couldn't even leave the house. The witch, I'm going to call it the witch. Some people call it the entity. Some people call it the woman. Some people give it a name. I'm calling it the witch because that's the name of the story. The witch would trip him, slap him, and and he would even have seizures. And they would blame this all on the witch. People would hear her voice all over the farm and the witch would call him old jack bell and so they would normally hear her say what she's gonna do to old jack bell Hmm. and then on on december 20th 1820 john bell died after a day of being in a coma after he died his family found a weird black liquid in the cupboard. When the family found it, they asked the doctor who had arrived there to inspect John. 
about it. And they decided that they couldn't figure out, the doctor didn't know what it was, so they decided they're going to give a little bit to the cat. I don't know why you'd give it to the cat, but, I mean, I would just throw it away if I didn't know what it was. Right. So they decided to give some of it to the cat. Here's Spot. Right. And the cat immediately dies. And the legend goes that once the cat dies, this witch's voice makes it known by saying that she gave this liquid to John, and that's how she killed him. Hmm. Yes. So, after that happens, John's funeral was happening. Now, John's funeral was one of the biggest that had ever happened in the county, and even in the area. Like I said, rich. I know. Well, and he was. He had a lot of land. As people left the graveyard, they reported that the witch was laughing. You could hear her laugh. Hmm. Hey, it's better than I told you so. I told you I was going to do it. <laughs> he did. Okay. And then after John dies, she seems to have disappeared. Hmm. She stopped laughing. She stopped talking. She stopped doing anything, scratching, beating the walls, nothing. But then that was until the following year. John's daughter, Betsy Bell, started courting. I like that word. I courting. Courting. She started courting a man named Joshua. Sounds sexy. Oh, he's so (laughs) sexy. Drop dead sexy. When Betsy starts courting Joshua, everyone was so happy about it. The parents were happy. They were happy. Everyone seemed so happy. And then they decided to marry. Well, not everyone was happy. Betsy comes across the entity or the witch one day. And was ordered by the witch, you ain't going to marry Josh. Well, Josh do. Uh, <laughs> I don't know, but the witch didn't like him. Evidently. Uh-uh. So the witch then bothers her to the point to where Betsy breaks off the engagement. Can't do it. I can't be bothered by this witch anymore. We have to end this. And then soon after in April... And again, we're talking about 1821, that same year. The witch visits John Bell's widow, Lucy, telling her that it was going to leave. I'm leaving everyone alone and I'll be back in seven years. And that's what happens. Poof. She's gone. And then seven years later, she comes back. We're talking about 1828. The witch returns, and her focus is on John Bell Jr. But what's weird about this is that when she returns, from all accounts, it seems really peaceful to me. They seem to have a lot of discussions. They talk a lot. They talk about life, life lessons. They talk about the witch making predictions about what's going to happen in the future. 
They talk about the civil war that's going to happen. So it's very different than the witch that portrayed herself back for John Sr. Hmm. But she was only around for three weeks during their conversations. And at the end of those three weeks, she told John Bell Jr. that she'll be back in 107 years in 1935. Now, I know what you're thinking. What happened in 107 years? And I'm going to tell you, Kim, I know you're dying. I'll tell you. Calm down. I thought you were going to say on Unmasked. (laughs) No, 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 no. That would have been good. No, I'm not going to leave people on cliff notes like that. So in 107 years, the most direct descendant of John Bell Jr., who is John Bell Jr.'s direct descendant, publishes a book about the Bell Witch. Now, his name was Dr. Charles Bell, and he was a Nashville physician. The book that he published was written accounts of the witch talking to John Bell Jr. when she returned after those seven years in 1828. The author's dad, so the Nashville physician's dad, was there as a young kid when John Bell Jr. was talking to the witch in 1828. And so when he was there with his dad, he was there writing down their conversation, what was happening, like a transcript. And so in that book, the author published what all their conversation was about. Absolutely crazy. Hmm. Yeah. Get my hands on that. I know. Absolutely crazy. Now, I have to tell you. That's going to be the end of my story. I have, I have Ooh. a little, listen, I have a little extra for the. Just hold my breath, waiting for. <laughs> well, I know, I'm waiting for the shoe to drop. Uh, listen, I have a little extra that I'll share in the mass episode, but I also realized as my paper was printing and I was coming in here to prepare the studio for our little surprise while you guys were at lunch, I put the little Velma bell, the Velma Vito bell down here. And I was like, how odd that I picked a bell on the episode episode about the Bell Witch. I thought about that first off when you said their name. How weird. And I realized when I was printing my paper that when the episode goes out less than a week later, it will be... The 203rd anniversary John of Bell's John death. Bell's death. Dun, dun, dun. I just got cold chills. I know. We should do the Ouija that night. There you go, Kim. I bet we may have 10 yeah. new patrons by that point in time. We can do Kim. it that very night. <gasps> Kim, <laughs> Her face. Kim, we could open a portal to demons from your living room. Dun, dun, dun. Really beginning to regret my decision. (laughs) Well, you can't take it back. You already put it out there. Kill, kill, (laughs) kill, kill. (laughs) All right. So (laughs) what we have to do now, guys, is we're going to give listeners a chance for our Patreon supporters. They're going to win some prizes. And we're going to play the Giggle Ghouls Challenge. 
And again, just so that our listeners know the drill, we normally play these games in our Unmasked episode where you can come hang out with us. While you're listening, the way that this works is you have to try to not laugh as well. So you're trying to play along with us. So you try not to laugh as well. Me, Josh, and Kim, we not only are trying not to laugh, but we are also trying to not smile and stone face stone face completely and if we smile crack a smile any of those things we get a point at the end of the 10 dad jokes the one with the least amount of points wins and don't forget kim and josh you are fighting for those people who voted for you in our patreon group got you, got- the detective came and knocked on the door and I said, is it Renee? And he just gave me that solemn look. It was the worst day ever. The Proof Podcast is back with a new case and a new season. 23 years ago, 18-year-old Renee Ramos went missing. Her body was later found in an empty Home Depot building on the edge of town. I don't think that they arrested the right people. It's about time somebody's trying to do something. She had a black eye about two weeks before she was murdered. They are involved. They definitely had her body and her backpack. You know people are going to judge you, right? Of course. They're judging me now. They've been judging me damn near my whole life. You can listen now to season two of Proof, wherever you get your podcasts. And follow along with us as we reinvestigate the murder at the warehouse. I have to ask, did you kill Renee? American Criminal is a new true crime podcast from the studio behind American Scandal and American History Tellers. Every week, you'll fall deeper into the riveting stories of the country's most clever, craven, and cruel criminals. Fraud, theft, murder, and worse. Whatever the case, whoever the criminal, you don't know the whole story until now. The debut season tackles one of the most sensational cases of the 20th century, the Menendez murders. In 1989, young Lyle and Eric Menendez brutally shot their own parents. Prosecutors and the press said it was a multi-million dollar inheritance that led two greedy rich kids to murder. But the picture-perfect facade this Hollywood family built hid troubling abuse. Could these teenagers have been driven to kill? Or was it even in self-defense? Listen now. Go to AmericanCriminal.com or search for and follow American Criminal wherever you get your podcasts. Guys, and I want Botox you to know next time I'll be in. I posted that poll and I have a little bone to pick. So half of the people voted for Josh to win. I know, right? Thank you all. Those people are dead to me. <laughs> and I just want to let you know, Kim. You and I had the same amount of people for, mm-hmm. for us. We both had the same amount of people. Did you guys know that our mother voted? Did she? <laughs> did she vote for? That's Kim. what I wanted to know. I wonder if our mom didn't know that I'd be able to pull a report. Probably not. Who did and, she vote for? And you for? know, if I was our mother, I would probably vote for Kim. But no, she yeah, voted for one of us, Josh. She voted for me. <laughs> she voted for you. <laughs> Did you scare her into no. voting for you? <laughs> I'm not sour, though. You ain't better. <laughs> Dead to me. Dead to me. Uh, and what's funny is she's the first person on the list. 
Oh, and gosh. I was, like, <laughs> I was like, oh, mom voted. Who's she from? Josh. Joshua. Hmm. What's How funny is funny when is I got that? back to my house last night, she was listening to the episode where you were talking about how she had to walk out for the Wi-Fi password <laughs> right at that spot. I was just like, I'm just going to go to my room. <laughs> I almost text you guys like, see, you share it, but I got to live here. That's hilarious. <laughs> All Love right. you, Mom. I wonder, how about her, I wonder how often she sits there and thinks, I cannot believe they just talked about me. <laughs> we love you. What's funny is my mystery was from the Appalachian Mountains, too. Now, let me make sure. Are we going to do like we did the last time? And it's the first person that laughs that gets the point? Because yes. he starts cracking up, then I'm cracking up yes. because he's cracking first up. First person that laughs gets the point. Okay. And we will go to 10 unless we have to do a tiebreaker. All right. Okay. This is for you guys. And just a reminder, our Patreon supporters, when they win, they get these... Like, look how cute these are. Here, I'll lift them up. Those are so cute. Look how cute look that cool. is. Yeah, isn't that cute? They look like they're crocheted. Even the little tags on look. them are cute. Oh, my God. Isn't he adorable? Uh. Shaggy. And look, a little mystery ink. That's mystery cute. machine. Oh. I don't know what the crap that one is. It's the, it's knight. the knight. It's what? A the knight. knight. Knight in shining uh, armor. It's pink, mm. though, isn't it? It's or is that mm. Uncultured swine. <laughs> I'm kidding. You're related to Mary, Queen of Scots. You should know what a knight is. <laughs> okay. Here we go. Okay. To make it fair, I've not seen any of these. And you guys haven't seen any of these questions? I no, just randomly I pulled just them out. I've seen you pull them out from the box. Okay. Here we go. And you listening, remember, you're trying not to laugh as well. Let's see if you can beat us. Here we go. Josh, stop it with your... <laughs> For you listening, Josh is over here looking. What do they call that? The duck lips? <laughs> it was stank out. Okay, here we go. We ready? It's a little harder when I have to read them, too. Yeah, I I wish, to... we should have brought somebody else in to read them to. We should have. Let's go get the bar. We we live and learn. <laughs> yeah, we could go. We could go get. We'll the have barber. to do that in a future episode. Okay, so here we go. This doesn't count because I haven't read it yet. But it's so funny that this <laughs> deals with a barber. Oh god! So, <laughs> now that I, I just happened to look down, and I saw the word barber. So I haven't read it. I saw the word barber, and I just thought, Kim, how in the world did you pick that up? Okay, here we go. How did the barber win the race? How? He knew a shortcut. God dang it. I can't do it. (laughs) I win. So I got a point. Vote for me is a vote for the winner. All right. I have one point. It makes it hard. Do we want to take turns reading them? Yeah, here. You'll read the next one. Cover the answer. The answer's on the bottom. Which vegetable is a sailor's enemy? Leeks. <laughs> Sorry, oh, guys. It's hard when you have to read it, isn't it? <laughs> oh, God. Josh and I both. Sorry, guys. Doesn't it feel bad when you are losing that is. for people? Oh, All right, here, Kim. You're, the question's at the top. Like, I can. Stretch. Wait, I got the wrong glasses on. Oh, gosh. My where's glasses, my glasses? Where's my glasses? 
<laughs> you literally have two pairs of glasses. You got so. I'm bad. too vain. I need trifocals. <laughs> Okay. What did the mayonnaise say when the refrigerator door was open? Close the door. I'm dressing. Don't you be pointing at me. I've heard that one recently. Oh, yeah, yeah. I've, I've heard that one before, too. The where you knock on the refrigerator door. What? Just in case the salad's dressing. Oh, Lord. Okay, here we go. What do you call a shoe made out of a banana? A slipper. I right. look at Kim, I'll laugh. I know. It's because of her face. Oh, yeah, I forgot there's one in the back. What disease do you get when you put up the Christmas decorations? Tensilitis. (laughs) 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 It's funny that we talked about that. (laughs) That's why why I started laughing because it made me think it was talking about it. All right, we built. We all have a point. Why couldn't the toilet paper? Across the road. Cam loses. Oh, Kim. Oh, Kim. <laughs> you couldn't even get the question. You couldn't even get the answer out. Kim you loves lost. scat humor. No wonder our mom didn't vote for you. Because it got stuck in a crack. Oh, gosh. <laughs> you already got the point. You couldn't even get the answer out. It was awful. <sighs> I'm okay. singing in my Sweet head. That's the only way I'm winning. <laughs> All right, here we go. Okay. So we're at six now. Kim has two, and Josh and I both have one. What do you get when you cross a snowman with a vampire? Frostbite. Go ahead, Josh. He needs a new card. What? Do ducks eat? Quackers. Mm-hmm. I've heard that, heard one, that one before. I've Old. Reach. Who created Bluetooth? Hans Free. <laughs> that was a good one. That was a good one. It took me just a second, but I got it. All right, where are we at now? Two? Two, two, two. one. Yeah, but how many questions have we gone through? Well, add that up. <laughs> well, no, three. because we've, we've, we've asked more oh. that no one's laughed. Two. I, I've done three. I've done three. So three, six, nine. So we have one more. Okay. Unless I laugh too, and then we have to have a tiebreaker. No pressure, Shane. No pressure, Shane. Where can you weigh a whale? At the whale station. Nothing. Nothing dead like my soul. (laughs) Are we at 10? 
I think so. Three, six, nine. I believe so. So I won. The only reason you what do you think about that, mom? (laughs) (laughs) Not sour. The toilet paper one got me. Damn scat humor gets you every time. Mother. Not sour at that at all. I do have a funny joke we can end on. Oh, hold on. Let me, let me, I have to, I'm going to give the names of the people who. Oh, yeah. Who. Uh, it's a good thing you won too, because way too many voted on me. We wouldn't have had enough to send to all of them. <laughs> oh, please. <laughs> Thank you all for your confidence. I won't let you down next time. So. The poll is still open as we speak. So I just printed this after it was open for less than 24 hours. So I will give that little caveat because, of course, no one's going to know who won this. So Kim and I both had three votes. Josh had six votes. And I am thanking my supporters, Megan, Anastasia. And Caroline. Sweet Caroline. I know. And they're going to get one of these cute little things in the mail. And like I said, they're not going to know why or how they won until they listen. It's going to be fun. But they're gonna, I know they're going to get it in the mail mm-hmm. before. Oh, good. We get to keep half of them then. <laughs> <laughs> See, if I won, we would have had to send them all. I so na- I did not do that on purpose. <laughs> Ridiculous. Hmm. <laughs> hmm. What is wrong with you? Hmm. Well, I lost my place on my papers. Oh. The Bell Witch. I won, and then I was so excited that I won. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad that we proved all those people wrong who voted for Josh. That's true. My gosh, I can't believe my mom even voted for Josh. I wouldn't have even voted. <laughs> my gosh. Favoritism. This is probably where I'm at. All right. So, guys. Sleep apnea. Where will you be when it strikes? That <laughs> was my key. So, if you enjoyed the game and you want to join our Unmask, we are going to play our new game, Fred's Frisky Phrases. I'm bored to play that game. I know. It's going to be lovely. And again, it's, I know it's going to be really fun. We're going to give naughty clues for innocent words. And it's on our unmasked episode that we're going to start after Kim finishes peeing. And don't forget, we have nine more listeners to go as when we are recording this episode for us to do our little sleepover at Kim's house. Ouija. And Kim just happens to have a brand new Ouija board. We'll call her Yay. ghost the Moro Witch. There you go. Yeah. The Moro Witch. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I'm going to fart on y'all's pillows. <laughs> Make you guys both sleep in the, the spare room in the... <laughs> The snake pit. The, the snake pit. No, that was my room. Oh, okay, in good. In the, the uh, full-size bed. I could just see you trying to sleep in a full-size bed. <laughs> well, either way, we are going to do our own Ouija board experiment at Kim's house to summon demons. <laughs> Demon. Demons. Demons. 
<laughs> Make sure you bring all your cleansing stuff. <laughs> I'll conveniently forget it. I have, oh, I have to live in that house now. <laughs> Not our problem. Your little tiny dog will protect you. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. He thinks he's nine feet tall. <laughs> I'm going to bring my tent, though. He would leave the house. <laughs> oh, bye. Going on with Emily, bye. <laughs> well, Josh, before we end this, did you have anything that you wanted to share? Just my little outro. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Give it to us. Did you have a bless your heart for today? Oh, I didn't know if we wanted to do that. or No, you don't have to since I took the episode over. He vetoed oh. me. I, right. I veto belled him. All right. I Velmo vetoed him. I didn't know if he got to still do that part or not. I'll save it. No, it's a good one. Although my mystery was from the Appalachian Mountains. Oh, so that was in the area. Funny. How ironic. Well, we would like to give a special thank you, Jesus. To our loyal and brilliant patrons and your exceptional taste in podcast. We appreciate each and every single one of you, and we hope you enjoy Mystery Inc. and Unmasked. Don't forget to follow Mystery Inc. on Instagram or join us on Patreon to hear our bonus episodes of Unmasked that we do right after Kempe's. Hey, wait a minute. That's <laughs> not how that goes. <laughs> you better say that again. <laughs> Which we do right after Kim and I get back from the bathroom. That's right. <laughs> Find us on both platforms under at It's Mystery Inc. And you can also join us on Facebook at Shane and Josh's Rabbit Hole, where we can interact with you all more. And we also have a new website, It's Mystery Inc.com. There you can listen to any of our episodes, enjoy photos of us and now Kim, mm. and even submit ideas for mysteries or any positive news you have for My Bless Your Heart. And that's it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Kim, go to the bathroom so we can play our game. All right, we'll see everybody later. Bye. Bye. We're getting good at the harmony. <laughs> <laughs>